passage tonight. If you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 tonight. And uh, the deacons told me to preach five minutes tonight, so uh, that's what I'm going to preach. No, I'm just kidding. They didn't say that, but they, uh, they did say we, we should take time for the Lord's Supper. And uh, so 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I just want to share a thought tonight with you and uh, something the Lord put on my heart this morning and this afternoon and uh, something I've been thinking about here even this week as I uh, ministry and the opportunity to serve the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. This may be a familiar passage uh, here tonight, but I want to give you just some thoughts about seeing this ministry that God has given to us and this ministry before us, that God has set before us. Now, I know uh, tonight's Sunday night crowd, many of you serve in different capacities in different ways, and I'm still uh, kind of figuring all those out and figuring out where, who does what and uh, how things work this way, and I've only been here just about not even two months, and so uh, still trying to figure those things out. But every one of us has been given a unique opportunity to serve the Lord, and not just in a a leadership ministry position, or even at a church, but every one of us is or can be ministers of the gospel. I want you to know, Second Corinthians chapter number four. We're going to read down in verse number seven. Just give you three or four thoughts here tonight, and then we'll get into our, our time for the Lord's Supper. Second Corinthians four, verse number one it says, "Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully." But by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commands the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure, earthen vessels, that the ex- excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. I want you to notice verse number one, because really it's the main thought I want to share tonight about seeing this ministry. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry. And I want to share just a few thoughts about this ministry that God has given us right out of the scripture. It's right here in our text tonight. We're going to see just some thoughts about the ministry God has set before us. And what he's given us the responsibility to do, and not just at Bowling Springs Baptist Church, but out these doors in this community and the communities we live in tonight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we go any further tonight and just ask him to help us here for just a few moments. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for this time as we open your word tonight. I pray that as we think and, and dwell upon, uh, Lord, this ministry you've set before us, God, help us to be reminded of some truths tonight. No doubt here this evening, many serve in many capacities in many ways in our church, and we're grateful for every one of them. And Lord, I pray that tonight, if someone's still, uh, Lord, unsure of what you want them to do or or where to serve, Lord, help them be reminded tonight that you've given every one of us who know you uh, an opportunity to minister and give the gospel to people around us. God, I pray that you'd encourage us and help us. A blessed remainder of our time together tonight, and we ask all these things your name we pray. Amen. About 10 almost 15 years ago, I had the opportunity to serve as a camp counselor. And, and uh, anybody ever here been a camp counselor before? Anybody at all? All right. I see that hand back there. All right. So uh, camp counselor is a great opportunity to serve the Lord, being a camp counselor. And I had no idea what I was getting into. 
I had no idea what God had prepared ahead of time for me and what that summer, my first year, I was right out of freshman out of Bible college, and I had no idea. I, I went back home to Virginia where my dad was pastoring in a camp there was part of my Christian school. Uh, they were looking for a camp counselor. I said, I'll sign up to be a camp counselor. And uh, boy, did God ever teach me something that summer. I always go back to that when I read this passage for this very reason. The very first night we showed up to camp, uh, the camp director, or I believe it was the pastor of the church, came out and spoke to us. And he spoke to us on 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry. And out of that, uh, God reminded me. Every time I see this passage, I think about the, that summer and what God did in my life. It was the summer of 2000. Uh, in set or 2007, and uh, God really did a, a great work in my heart, and really from there, really gave me a burden for young people, for teenagers, for kids, and the ministry that God has entrusted me with now, even in youth ministry and things like that. But God has given every one of us an opportunity to serve Him, as I've already said, in some way, form, or fashion. We have received this ministry, therefore, we have seen we have this ministry, we have received a mercy, we faint not. God has given us. An opportunity to serve him. I want to give you just a few thoughts here tonight about this ministry that's set before you. Now, you may have a ministry that you're involved with outside these doors, maybe a a ministry to your neighbors, maybe a ministry at a nursing home, maybe a ministry here at church. Whatever it is, God has given us a ministry, and we are called to do it with all our energy and all our effort and all our abilities. First of all, God has given us a ministry, and we are not, we are called not to give up. Look at verse one again. The very end of that verse, we find a Two words, those words say, faint not. We are called to ministry so that we, and that ministry, we are not to give up. We are called not to give up. God has placed you in a ministry or a ministry opportunity. God has given you maybe a nursery worker, maybe a children's church worker, maybe an usher. Maybe uh, you do something that nobody else sees. You are called to continue in that ministry. We have received this ministry. We faint not. A person who teaches Sunday school is just as important as a person who cleans the bathrooms. A person who preaches the word of God is is just as important as someone who uh, ushers and takes up money. All these ministries all have an important role in this church, and God has given us the opportunity to serve him, and we are called not to faint. We are to continue. God has given us this ministry not to give up, and we are continuing it, but we're also, he's there for us when we feel like we just can't go any further. He's there for us. Look at verse, this, uh, this verse again, verse number one. It says, but therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we have received a mercy, we faint not, but have renounced any hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. God has given us the ability to continue on in the ministry that he's called us to do. And we understand tonight that those times, sometimes serving in ministry always isn't glamorous, always isn't the easiest, but God has given us the opportunity to serve him. We are to continue forward, continue moving on, and we are to not faint. I want you to go with, or maybe jot down this scripture now. We won't take time to look at all these passages tonight, but maybe note down 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8 through 10. God gives us specific ministry so that we can grow, that we can be stretched, that we can be uh, really pruned in a sense. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, if you want to turn there, just a few chapters back, you're welcome to do that. I'm going to give you some scripture maybe to jot down. And I know tonight it's a little different message, and it's a little more pinned towards uh, those that are Sunday night crowd per se, those that many of you serve in Sunday morning in different ways. But as I've already said, this can be to any person, any believer, any child of God. God has given us an opportunity to serve him. These times of, of stretching, these times of moving forward and, and not feigning, not giving up, God puts us 
during the, through those times for a reason. Look, notice 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 through 10. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of the trouble which came to us in Asia. Think Paul dealt with trouble in ministry? Absolutely he did. You think he was pressed on every side? You think he was uh, beat to the point of uh, death? Yeah, absolutely he was. All for the sake of the gospel. Verse number uh, 8 again, or verse number 10, I'm sorry. For we... Would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life, and we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver us, or, and doth deliver, in whom we trust, that he will yet deliver us. Paul knew that God gave the ministry not to faint, not to give up, not to get weary in it, but to continue moving forward, knowing that God has given us a ministry. We must continue pressing forward, move on. Look at verse number two. Let's go back to our text together, 2 Corinthians chapter four. Let's read on to verse number two again. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, or we read this verse, but I'm gonna read it again for emphasis, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. So the second thing I see about this ministry that God has given us is this, that we are called to live godly lives. We are called to live godly lives. We are called to live as an example for other people to see Christ in us. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about this morning from Psalm chapter 34, a blessing the Lord at all times, magnifying him, making him great, uh, fearing him and a reverence, a holy reverence and tasting and see his goodness. And I hope you'll think upon that, but powerful living comes from pure living. Psalm 1, 1 reminds us the blessed man is, is the happy, the joyful, the glad man. Those that are living clean lives for the Lord are happy Christians. You know, when you're in fellowship with the Lord, you know the joy that only that presence of God can bring. God wants to use us. He wants us to get the things out of our lives, as the Bible tells us here in verse number 2, the hidden things of dishonesty, the craftiness, handling the word of God deceitfully, all those things that are uh, in, in secret, in private, uh, God sees those things. He wants us to clean our lives out. But we not only do we clean out our lives and get rid of the things so that we can live godly, but what do we hold to when we get rid of those things? Well, we hold to the word of God. We cling to the word of God. Don't take word, God's word lightly. It's life-changing words in this book we have right here in our hands. These are powerful words, life-changing words. We can thank the Lord for that. Luke 4, 4, and Jesus answered him saying, It is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. There was um, a video circling, circling the internet not long ago, and, and I, I looked it up again uh, this afternoon, just briefly, but it was, uh, maybe you've seen this video of uh, people in other countries, in China, and different places where they don't have readily available the Word of God. It was, uh, I remember the video, it's, it's been a little while, I looked it up briefly, just, I found just a portion of it today, not the whole video, but it, these missionaries brought these Bibles to underground churches in different places and these private or hidden churches. And the people loved the Word of God so much that they were uh, taking out pages and they were passing it out and they were holding to it. And even some had whole Bibles and they were holding on to the Word of God because they knew the importance of the Word of God. Cling to the Word of God. That's how we uh, live a godly life. Then we, I put this down thirdly. Closely watch your relationship with Christ. Mark 12, 30 and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, with all thy mind, and all thy strength. This is the first commandment. We keep our relationship with Christ, number one. It'll be easy to live a godly life. So this ministry God has given to us, we are called not to faint, not to give up, not to get weary in it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Second of all, we are called to live godly lives. Let's look down to verse number three and four. 
Look at verse number 3 and 4. Now, this is where it comes down to every person, every Christian tonight. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, notice that little g, God of this world, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Thirdly, I put this down about our ministry that God has given us. We are called to share the gospel. That's every one of our responsibilities tonight. We who know the Lord, we have been given the great commission to go to every creature, every person, and tell them about Jesus Christ. That means in our everyday living, that means in our everyday talk, that means our social media, that means in our conversations, we can share the gospel. That's a ministry that every one of us has the opportunity to do. One of the easiest ways to do that is by giving out a track, maybe handing somebody a gospel track. We have, we have gospel tracks back there, and you can leave them places, leave them for somebody. Maybe uh, you have a, a waiter at a restaurant, maybe leave it um, the money or the tip inside of the uh, track. They don't leave a lousy tip if you do that, all right? But leave them a good tip and a, and a uh, track and, and uh, tell them about the Lord that way. There's all kinds of opportunities that we can do that. Satan would love for the gospel to stop on Sundays. He would love for it just to stop right here and not go out these doors. But if every one of us in this room tonight would say, I'm going to tell somebody about Christ this week. Imagine how many people hear the gospel just this week. The scores of people that come to know Christ, the people that watch our live stream, people that uh, listen into the gospel. The gospel is Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, uh, rose again, and has now given us eternal life in heaven. That is a simple gospel. And we have the opportunity to share that and give that gospel to a lost and dying world. Look at the fourth truth here tonight. So not only are we called not to faint in this ministry, uh, we are called to live godly lives, not handling the word of God deceitfully, craftiness, um, uh, things of dishonesty, the hidden things. We're called thirdly to give the gospel to every creature. The gospel is, is, is trying to be dampened down and, and everywhere we go, we know the gospel. People don't want to hear the gospel. They don't want to hear the word of God. So God has given us the God of this world. Verse four, I mentioned that a minute ago, a God of this world, a little G God has blinded the eyes. Look down to verse number five. So we know that we have a ministry God's given us, but let's notice the last thing here tonight. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your servant, or, or for or ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, hath, blind, or hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency, excellency of the power may be of God, and not of us. The fourth truth tonight about this ministry that God has given us is this. We are called to give God the glory. We are called to give God the glory. The message is simple. It's Christ. We have the greatest message in all the earth. We have the message of Jesus Christ right before us. We share Christ with people. That's all the message we need to give them. That's all the message we need to give them. God has given us a mission to give the light that is the gospel. To sh- you know, you think about this here tonight. This room was dark. It'd be hard to see. This room had no lights. You would have a hard time reading the, the Bible, reading the scriptures, but that's how the world is. The world is lost. It's dark without the gospel, without Christ. We have a mission to give the gospel. And then we think about the mindset in verse 7. The power is from God. God has given us the power to give the gospel. That word treasure there in verse number 7 carries the idea of something valued or a valued item. You know, some of you maybe collect treasure. Anybody here collect anything? Anybody collect items or things? I hear somebody back there, uh, uh, somebody shuffling back there. Uh, somebody told me they collect something, but uh, some, some people collect different items, things that are valuable. Maybe you have a house full of things that are no value, but if you have something that has value, it's important to you, isn't it? 
It, it's a value. It's a valuable item. But here the truth is tonight that we find in verse 7, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have Christ. We have the most valuable treasure to give to the world, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to give this message to people, the gospel. So this ministry that's set before us is simple. We're not to faint. We're to live godly lives. We're to share the gospel. We're to bring glory to God. As I finish that story from earlier, I told you about being a camp counselor. As I, I think and reflect on this passage, I always go back to the end of that summer. That end of that summer, God had changed my life tremendously. He had uh, used that summer really to, to, to really begin to do things in my own life that I, I really had no idea and had imagined. And it goes back to this, at the very end, that very last week we met as a camp staff. I think there was 25, 30 of us that summer. We went back through and read over this passage. Therefore, seeing this ministry uh, that we have received a mercy, faint not. And we were tired. We were weary. Ten weeks in the summer to give to, to kids and teenagers with the gospel. It was a long summer. It was a, it was a tiresome summer. But we had looked back over those months and see as God led or God uh, saw many kids come to Christ. God was working and uh, kids turned to the Lord. And that was a summer that changed my life forever. And this verse as we think about it tonight, this ministry is set before us. Don't get weary in what God has called you to do. You may, you may feel like no one ever notices. You may feel like no one cares. You may feel like it, you're, you're, what you're doing is pointless, but God has, right, has you right where you are for a particular purpose. Therefore, sing this ministry that we faint not. We serve God continually. That we have given, given the greatest message in all the world to share Jesus with people all across the city who need to know Christ, who need Christ. 